You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome to episode 15 of Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast for chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. How do you stay positive when working through physical and mindset challenges when you are running your own business? Well, today I have the mindset expert with me on the show. Teresa Byrne, founder of Empower Living, is a life strategist and defense master, and she is here to share her insights with you as a chronically ill entrepreneur herself. Please welcome my very special friend, Teresa Byrne. Teresa, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Um, we talked about this back in July, and it has finally come to fruition. So. <laughs> Just a little acapella for people who have been wanting that. <laughs> or somebody who just needed woken up just then. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So thank you so much for being on. I think that you are going to help people today. I hope so. I hope so. I know you will. I know you I will. Should. Your story is fascinating. Um Teresa is a person who, when I first met her, it felt like I had known her for centuries. We never had any of this kind of small talk awkwardness or anything like that. We just kind of dove right into life's deepest mysteries and, you know, just waded forward. And so I'm so thrilled to share your journey and your story is fascinating you are a person with very special gifts, the ability to see and understand life in a way that many others can't. Can you tell us what happened to take you from the before and the after defining moment of your life? I find it really interesting. Uh, thank you for that lovely intro. I studied a lot about human behavior and the way people worked. And I thought I kind of knew you know, you go through those times in your life and you're like, yeah, I kind of get it. I kind of know. And then flam! I had a car accident where I was hit and then I lost control of my vehicle and I was run into a brick wall, yo. And um, I was a little bit messed up. I was a little bit um, challenged after that. Um, ended up with the equivalent of six concussions, um, back aches, neck aches, three whiplashes, uh, all kinds of super fun um, things that come with letters, PTSD, anxiety, depression, ADHD, uh, things I'd never had before. So for most people, and, and depending on who is listening, maybe you've been dealing with a chronic uh, complaint or chronic illness for all of your life. Or maybe like me, it was like I was who I was one day and then bam, somebody else <laughs> <laughs> and you were you what? literally were like you are the poster child for before and after oh my god hell I didn't even recognize myself like I didn't know who I was I didn't I had no I had uh emotional amnesia which is actually kind of fun I don't have any emotional memory I had um very limited memory of my life I just like, I didn't even recognize my own thinking or my own self. Um, and up until that point, uh, I had been a, I've been a master of martial arts. I was the first female master, master in my system. 
So I was like a freaking warrior, man. I was like, I'm in a warrior through this brain injury thing. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. And it changed me on so in so many good ways. And I, 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 I hesitate to say, but it was a gift. My brain injury has taught me so much about life and so much more and so much deeper and such an appreciation for life itself, even if it's hard sometimes. So you had no choice. You had yeah, to no. go into this because you have limits. Like even today, you have limits as far as the way that you used to do things and how you have to do them now. Yeah, I used to be able to work, um, teach classes 50 hours a week. I used to be able to write on top of that. I used to be able to like have this very full, like almost too full of a life. And now my neural capacity, I'll get exhausted to where that, you know, like little kids when they're just sitting there and they're like almost drooling on themselves, they're falling asleep. That's what happens to me almost every day by like two or three o'clock. Or if I've been on the computer for two hours, three hours, some days, I'm just like, and my brain is like, yo, you got to shut it down now or we will revolt. So, so what happens? So when that starts to happen, you have to make changes. You have to make mm -hmm. changes. You can't work a nine to five. You can't kind of like slide into society as like one of the cogs. You have to make changes and you did make changes. So mm. what does your schedule look like now to accommodate for what's happened to you? Uh, great question. And You know, you're right. I can't be a cog. I think I get to be a wheel. Um, mm -hmm. I First of all, I have to honor where I am every day when I wake up. So I might have a higher pain day or I might be in less pain. Um, I might not be able to move as well, or I might be able to move. Well. Like I never know. So I have to wake up and sort of do a check-in with my body and my body. And I've created this beautiful relationship where I'm like, Hey body, what's up? My body's like, hi, it's good to see you. So we talk to each other and I made a, a commitment to listen, um, to both my body and also my brain. And like this morning, I was up at 5.57. No idea why. My alarm was not going off till 8. Yesterday, Hillary, I didn't. I woke up at 10 a.m. I literally slept till 10 a.m. Wow. So I know. So my days, I try not to schedule anything early in the mornings because uh, insomnia is also part of healing a traumatic brain injury. And I've got to have room for that. Like I, I, when we create resistance it creates an, a, another pressure. So if you push your hands together and you push against them and you think about the energy that you're pushing against each hand and it's like, dude, you're pushing against yourself. Mm -hmm. So I refuse to, to create more resistance in my body and I have to honor it however it shows up. So what that looks like every day, I wish I could give you a synopsis, but it's different every day depending on how I'm feeling and I allow it to have that motion. I have a lot of to-do lists. Well, I have to write everything down because I can't remember stuff. So, but I have a lot of to-do lists and so I'll conquer as many items as I can. So you built your work, your entrepreneurship, your business around your health so that you could sleep in if you needed to, so that you can adjust. And is that is that something that you think a lot of entrepreneurs are missing? Like 
what we try to talk about is looking mm-hmm. at, first of all, we don't talk about limitations. We talk about adaptations because you mm-hmm. can do anything anybody else can do. You might not do it in the same way, but you absolutely can do anything anyone else can do. So it doesn't mean you have to have pristine health. And in fact, you know, I read something, this is a couple of years ago, and it spurred mm. me to write an article about it because it kind of ticked me off. It was like, you have to wait until you're in perfect physical health to launch a business. Well, let me, let me tell you what, in 2015, the Centers for Disease Control estimated that half of Americans have a chronic illness. Half? Half of Americans. That's 2015. You know wow. that number is going up and it's and we only have to look at our environment to know why. So we're not going to go off on that tangent. But I think a lot of people struggle with this resistance because mm-hmm. it's a matter of saying, but this is who I am and this is how I do things. It's how I've always done things. It's where I feel good about myself. I feel best about myself doing it mm-hmm. this way. So if I change it, don't I become a different person? Hmm. You know, I'm going to tell you a little story. So the first kind of breakdown I had, well, I mean, there were a lot, I felt like a kind of a broken mess because my, my brain wasn't working um, after the accident. And I didn't realize I had a brain injury. It took about a week for the it to start really showing up. And then my eyes would go different directions and my headache. Anyway, so by the time I went to the doctor, they said, you need to shut it down. I'm like, shut it down. What do you mean? And they said, you're on low stimulus environment. I'm like, well, I don't even know what that means. Mm -hmm. It's no computer, no phone, no lights, no, um, music, no anything, no input, like eyes closed. And I, I I looked at the doctor. I'm like, but I I own a martial arts school. I have five offsite programs in addition to running the school. And I have to teach fitness classes and there's one else to do all the 15 instructors that I have to make sure they get paid every month. And uh, I I don't, how, what? And she's like, I don't really care how you do it. You're just going to do it. So called my studio director and I said, I, I have to do this. And I was like, I don't even know. I mean, you know how it feels when you're an entrepreneur and you're carrying the load. And I really felt like I was shirking my responsibilities. And so I had this huge breakdown and I, I was like, am I, am I even worthy anymore? What do I, what do I have to offer? And I realized I'd built my entire sense of value and worth over who I could help and how much I was helping and how much, if I was mentoring someone and if I was showing up for other people and if I was serving and I wasn't able to do any of that. And it was like everything that I thought I was that made me feel good about myself, that made me feel good about um, my career and my choice of job and my life was taken. And I, I remember sitting there going, what, what good am I? And I, I heard this little voice. Luckily, I, I love intuition. And I heard this little voice and, and it said, you have value just because you are. And I bawled. Yeah. I'd never felt that way. I've always, I'd always felt like I had to continue to serve, help, do, be, be everywhere for everyone. Um, and I couldn't do it. And I think that's a struggle uh, that everybody identifies with. I don't have value, you know, and it's because there's something perceived 
or implied in the word value. Like something is being given, uh, somebody is seeing worth or a price or a weight to something. And so it's a very hard concept to flip that and say, well, I have value because I am. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and guilt, I think too, plays a part in that, um, we feel guilty for not doing more. Mm-hmm. We feel guilty for being sick or disabled. We actually feel guilty for those things, which is crazy, which is right? crazy if you whack? think about it. Yes. And, you know, if you asked anyone else, Teresa, if you said, hey, person over here, uh, uh, let me flip this a little bit. If you looked at somebody else and they were sick and they were struggling there's no way in the world you would ever look at them and say, wow, I really hope they feel guilty about themselves. Because that... <laughs> but we do it to ourselves. We yeah. do it to ourselves because we can't do more. And I think that really comes into what you're talking about, which is the resistance. We mm-hmm. have to get over the guilt that we're supposed to be doing these magical things um, and move into acceptance. And, and that's, like, I love what you just said, because the energy of guilt is so, I mean, if you think about high energy feelings, things like joy and bliss, and you think about low energy, and if you're sick or you're dealing with an illness, energy, I mean, you become really good at reading your own energy, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And imagine that you're already sick, and then you're beating yourself up. Like, really? Oh. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Like way to kick yourself when you're down in the dirt, bully. <laughs> yeah, like nobody would choose. Nobody's gonna choose that. Nobody chooses this. However, it's happening, and yeah. what you what we do from that means something. And I, you've created some amazing things, uh, even through your illness. It's you've done this. Hello. <laughs> well, you know. I look at the choices because we all have choices, you know, and I'm Mm. not, when I say this, I'm not speaking to people who uh, are suffering with depression, for example, with clinical depression. I'm not, I'm not speaking to anything concerning mental health in any way, shape, form, or capacity. So please do not misread that. Um, But when you are afflicted with that illness, and I do know many people who have it, I really hope that you take advantage of of what is out there to help you move past uh, some of the horrible symptoms of the disease, which can get in your way. For other people who do not have depression, you have an easier choice because we can choose to not engage with our emotions and Mm. say, well, I'm just going to do it. Teresa, I don't sit down every day and go, oh, God, you know, how do I feel about this today? No, it's like, do it. You can do it. And when you do it, you feel amazing. And then you want to do more. That was one of the best things I learned is how to celebrate each little win. And our brain responds to two things, the pictures that we put in it or the words that we tell it. So if you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. It's too hard. Your body (laughs) and your mind are going to respond to that. And if you say something different, like I've got this, I can do this. I got this. It's going to give you extra energy. Absolutely. Uh, the funny thing about, no, I, I guess it's not funny, but the odd thing about anxiety and depression, I didn't have them prior to the accident. And then I was diagnosed with them. 
And dude, my heart goes out to people because we think and we are told culturally that we can control our uh, thinking. And to most extent, we can. It takes one twenty-five thousandth of a second to switch our, our thoughts. And that's been documented in science, scientific laboratories. You can switch your thinking so you can choose a positive thought in one twenty-five thousandth of a second. However, when your body is dealing with something biochemical, and I'll just tell you mine, I would have anxiety attacks that just started in my brain without a thought. I would just get a, an adrenaline dump in my body and be like, oh my God. And I would have a, I would have a PTSD attack in the middle of the night. I would have an anxiety attack. And I, I did consider like, okay, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, no, actually, this is my brain dumping a chemical into my system. And Hillary, I'm trained as an adrenal stress uh, conditioning um, coach, and I have been for almost 20 years. So I teach people how to deal with their adrenaline in self-defense situations and uncomfortable situations. I know adrenaline. And when my adrenaline would show up like I was being chased by a bear, but there was no bear, it freaked me out. I was like, oh, my God, these poor people who everyone's telling, just choose to be happy. Just choose happy thoughts. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, easy for you to say if your brain doesn't think you're on fire <laughs> or there's a bear. <laughs> it's very true. It's a very real thing. And I have people who are very close to me who suffer with this. And so I don't look at it like, you know, there's some coaching that goes along because that is a chronic illness. Depression in itself is a chronic mm -hmm. illness that has to be managed. But we have to take it seriously. And so yeah. we never want to speak blithely about, you know, oh, and we're just talking about positivity. So the other thing that I want to talk mm -hmm. about, too, and this is actually an epiphany I had like a couple weeks ago. I think I told you about it. Probably I did. I tell you everything. So yeah. uh, <laughs> it was that. I was resisting feeling negativity. There's so many people out there that say, oh. be positive, be positive, be positive, mm -hmm. be positive. And then we kind of get the mixed message that we're not supposed to feel disappointment or sadness or anger. And that's not the case. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. That was a really weird, weird way to say that. I just <laughs> forgot we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. like all of our emotions are so valuable. And when we put the positive spin or the, the positive face on everything, there's, you, you got to look it up. I don't, I don't know if we talked about it, but it's called the spiritual bypass. And it's like, somebody runs over your, your, your cat and you're like, Oh, it must've been their time. It must've been what we needed. To no, that's crap. You're pissed. Be angry. It's okay. Because our emotions are a part of us and we can't cut off. We would be half people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without loving so, and embracing them. So there's a way to move through these emo emotions because if we get stuck in these emotions at the same time, then we don't move forward. I talk to right. people in my, um, <clears throat> transverse myelitis group who are like, this is it that, you know, I can't take anymore. I hope I die. Well, Okay, I get it. Maybe that's depression talking. Maybe it's not. But if it's a it's a matter of feeling it, feeling the disappointment, grieving for yourself, and then moving forward. So how do we do that? Well, 
first of all, you can only take one step at a time. Like there's, and that gets, well, if you're, if, you, if you're dealing with a chronic illness too, it can be really overwhelming. Like I can't see what the end looks like. Well, you're not supposed to headlights only go out like, you know, as far as they do. So we're really just given the one step. So we take one inspired step. So whatever that next step is, then from there, we'll figure out what the next step is, but it might not even have been revealed to us yet. So let's say you are, you're dealing with depression and you know, there's several things that can help you with depression, whether it's, um, drugs, chemical and, and induced stuff, neurofeedback. There's so many different, um, options out there now to help. And then, but if you got overwhelmed with all the options, you would have to pick one. Or let's say you're starting a new business. I don't know, like a, like a sick biz for entrepreneurs. And if you looked at all of the things it entailed, it'll just be overwhelming and you'll take a nap. I, I would take a nap. But if you can think about the one step, the next step that excites you, you've just tapped in to that energy and you've stopped that resistance. And moving towards that step will also help you to process the, like you said, the resistance and the guilt and every other emotion that is associated with that resistance. It, it might even be just, uh, I don't want to be this new person. I'm mm -hmm. not accepting and I'm not working on that. That's it, it might seriously be that I have a frog in my throat today. You do, would you like to, would your frog like to rib it? My frog would like, <laughs> I mean, I you've got like a, a frog. Let's honor it. <clears throat> I sound like an old lady gambler right now. <laughs> I sound like play it seven. Me. Let it, it ride. <laughs> <laughs> Everything on black. Everything <laughs> on black. We're going big and we're going home. Okay. So <laughs> we're in Atlantic city too. So that's, we fun. are. Um, and but, as we, okay. You, you have something to add though. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. You go. You're right. <laughs> so as we, as we move into acceptance, this mm -hmm. is super important. We are going to bring with us vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. Moving into acceptance means I know I have limitations. Or I adaptations, as you said. Yes. Excuse me. Shame on me. Shame. No, no shame. No, no shame. Shame-free shame right, show. Shame-free show. It's the shame-free show. It's sick biz buzz. The shame-free show. The shame-free show. <laughs> I like it. No guilt. Um, yeah. So you know that I need to adapt. I need to adapt my schedule. I need to adapt the way that I work. I need to maybe shore up some personal boundaries, which we talk about sometimes oh. on here. And as you move into acceptance, you then also have to work on trust. So it's very difficult. The past two weeks, I felt like shit. We'll just put it out there. And yeah. yeah, I've got to go back in the tube and see if there's more damage and blah, blah, blah. And it's just been very, very, very difficult. And I just thought, you know, well, I have to take care of my clients. I have to take care of them. And I have, and you know what? There are actually smaller jobs that mm -hmm. I can send out to other people. And I was put into this position of trusting because I had to accept mm. <clears throat> Oh, we're back in the casino again. Something, <laughs> <laughs> something is wrong. I can't do it this way. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to trust somebody. And the person I trusted was Joe Rutland. And I want to just put his name out there for a minute. Oh, Joe. Props to Joe. Yeah, props to Joe. Because he jumps in anytime. He's a phenomenal editor and copywriter and marketer. And um, so I just want to put his name out there. He is a person that I leaned on and said, I can't do this. Can you please help me? I need to take a rest. And he did. And we both know hmm. you have to expand the circle when you have these challenges. And here's the funny thing. Because you were able to set your crap, let's call it crap, not your illness, but your crap aside. I got to do it all. I got to handle it all. I can't let it go. That's the crap. You created space for somebody else to step in and do a beautiful job and let them shine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it really, it really um, eases any type of guilt when you're creating an opportunity or you're helping somebody in some way, shape, or form. It takes the focus off of you. It takes the focus off your agony for even just a moment. But it gives you that glimmer to say, "I got out of my physical." sensations. Well, let's talk about that for a second, shall we? We shall. So (laughs) when you've got physical stuff going on, it's really easy to identify as that thing. I am, but that would be like saying I am a brain injury. I'm not a brain injury. I am not whiplash. I am not a uh, chronic pain in my back thing. Um, which, by the way, I found the most marvelous space mat, which is really seeming to help with the um, chronic pain. And I, I got to tell you about it. Anyway, um, it would be like identifying as the broken arm. I am the broken arm. No, you're not. And every time I went into the doctors, and you're familiar with this, they do the pain scale. What's your pain today? What's your pain today? And I would literally have to sit for a second and go back in because as, as a practice After the accident, I practiced moving myself out of the injury. Now, it didn't mean I wasn't injured, but I just moved myself out of the pain of the injury being all I would feel. So instead of resisting the pain and and I would just like let it flow, let it go. And I would just move my mind somewhere else. It's kind of like distraction. Have you ever seen a little kid? And they bang their knee and then they go, they start to well up and they're like, "Uh, uh, uh." and then you go, look, a clown. And they're like, what? Wait, what? (laughs) Our brains, we can do the same thing. And so I learned how to distract my brain um, and stay out of the pain. But oftentimes as human beings, um, and what the doctors told me is they, they'd not had a lot of patients um, who, who did that automatically. They, most people were living so heavily into the, what was going on, they couldn't separate from it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would I want to live there? It, it would suck. And that is why work is a phenomenal distraction mm-hmm. because you, and we've said this many times, you're going to feel like crap. You just are. Right. If you have a chronic illness or disability that's challenging you in some way and, and you feel on like a, a partly crappy, mostly crappy forecast. Okay. And we know that it fluctuates and whatever, but you know, it's like, you know, you are going to be afflicted. So yep. 
how do you want to be afflicted? Do you want to be afflicted and just completely surrender to it? And do you want to feel every tingle and pin sensation and agonizing twinge? Or, or do you want to focus on other sensory things? You know, I mean, even if you're not working, do you put music on so that you can Sing along to the lyrics. You don't have to sing well either. Like nobody's judging you. This is the no shame, no judgment. No shame show. It's yeah. a no shame show. No shame show. Our special guest today, Teresa Bird of Empower Living. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the power of the power. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, so it's even just shifting those sensory items. It could be uh, lighting Smell. a candle. Yeah, right? I was just going to say that. Like, I am, mm-hmm. I liked essential oils before, but now I freaking love essential oils. Yeah, they, absolutely. They change your environment and they change your sensory, uh, your sensory experience. Hello, I'm an essential oil and I'm here to change your sensory experience. <laughs> I've never had like a diffuser. I thought they were kind of hippie. And, you know, no judgment. One. Yeah. I, I, I just got one, I don't even know, like a few months ago. And I'm like, I love you, diffuser. Oh, I'm telling you what. Like, if you have kind of an upset tummy, put a little lemon in there or peppermint. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. something associated with the scent. And this is especially good for pregnant women. Because oh. my doctor, I had a hyperemesis uh, gravidarum, which is the fancy disease that Kate Middleton gets all the time where she just vomits constantly. I had that with my daughter. Yeah, it was super fun before it was trending. So I was like, (laughs) pre-trend. I had that. (laughs) Exactly. And so what pregnant women can do is carry around slices of cut up lemon in a sandwich bag in their purse and like stick your face in there because it has a lot to do with how you're feeling. So the diffuser thing, lighting a candle, turning on music, you can even just clasp your hands together and feel skin on skin. You can hold the hand of somebody next to you. I mean, it's all these Pet different- an animal. Pet yeah. an animal. Oh, feel yeah. sunshine. Feel sunshine. Sunshine oh, love loves it. us. Yes, absolutely. And animals are so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine don't really have any intuition. I think maybe <laughs> my one might. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, I can't walk, get off the stair. I thought you were supposed to have intuition. Like, what is no. happening? <laughs> no. No. Oh. So, so uh, I want to go back to that trusting for a second, too. Like, it's it's a beautiful catchword. And... I love teaching trust work when I, when I teach clients. Um, but for some people who've been down and out or they've been, they feel like they've been kicked around, it's hard to find something to trust like outside of themselves. So what do you start to trust? And I, I would ask you that same thing. Like what's, you know, if I said trust in the universe, trust in spirit, source, God, huggy bear, um, <laughs> which by the way, I don't know if I ever told you my near death uh, story in the accident. I, when I was on the other side, so, um, like, what are you guys called? And they're like, eh, we don't care. I was like, are you angels, guides, um, spiritual beings, uh, ones who know, like, what are we supposed to call? Like, and they're like, we well, don't care. And I was like, all right, I'll call you Bob. <laughs> and then I was like, 
well, what about God? Is God like Jesus or um, is God Buddha, spirit, source? Like, what's the proper way to refer to God? Again, they were like, uh, we don't care. <laughs> like, and I'm thinking, we are fighting wars down there over the name. And you guys are like, whatever, just yeah. call us. We just like that you want us in your life. We don't care what you call us. Anyway. Amazing. That's amazing. This is why I live my life every day where I'm like, I am open to learning what I don't know because there's not one single person out there. I don't even care if, you, if you're the Pope. Pope, if you're listening, this message is for you. Pope you, Francis, you're doing an awesome job, but tune in to the No yeah, Shame Show. Yeah, to, to the No Shame Show. <laughs> we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. And, and you know what? And it's like you said, we're not supposed to know. No. And what's funny is they don't even care. I was like, because I wanted to be respectful and yeah, they don't even care. <laughs> so funny. It was so funny to me. That was one of the big awakenings. What like one of the big awakenings. This but so I would ask though. you, like, what do you trust? Like it, it's hard to, you know, trust Bob or trust Huggy Bear, whatever you want to call God's for spirit, they don't care. Um, so what would you trust? What would be the like what would what would be something you trust? Um <clears throat> I would trust that I didn't like my situation anymore. Hmm. I, I would trust that I feeling. I knew. Yeah, I would trust that feeling that if I kept going, um, I was going to continue to be miserable. This is before I got sick. This is just back when I was all jacked up in my dysfunctional relationships. And I, just, <laughs> and I was like, you know, the, uh, the merry-go-round you know, girlfriend or whatever. And, um, <laughs> I just, I couldn't get a grip on how to succeed and be happy in life. And there were many, uh, voids in my life that I don't blame, but I do understand lack lack in my life contributed to my decisions, but I own them. So I would trust that if I kept going mm. that, um, I would continue to be miserable. And maybe that's not such a bad place to start. Can you be honest with yourself and say, mm. I like my life right now. If you're a person who is feeling sorry for yourself, let's just say it. Sometimes we go there. And, but sometimes those, sometimes those patches stretch and they last a little bit longer. But if you're a person who is and you're getting some type of uh, negative attention from it, or you're getting attention that makes you feel like this is who I am now. Mm. I talk about my misery and I get attention. Is that who you want to be? I have a name for that. Can I share it with you? Of course. Woundology. It's like you become your wound. And mm -hmm. we like to talk about our wounds. And we, we share about our wounds. Uh, well, and I want to honor you for, first of all, trusting your feelings, but secondly, for changing your life, whether it was changed for you or you changed it, it all, all happened. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go, Hill. Well, and, thank you. Yeah, I and, didn't have a choice. So. <laughs> yeah, right. And even for sometimes, even for sometimes, that was almost English. That was almost grammar. Sometimes for people who aren't ready to, aren't quite ready to trust their, uh, trust their feelings or trust, I, I'm always like, can you trust your heartbeat right now? Yeah. Can you trust your lungs? Yeah. Like start small, build, build a trust with yourself, build trust. It's like a bridge. That's important. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you can say, 
right now, I'm going to start with one very simple example. I am going to do one good thing for myself. I don't care what it is. Mm. I'm going to take a bath that, you know, you've been you've been taking showers lately and you really could use a detox bath, for example. If you're going to have a salad instead of uh, the burger you were going to grab on the way home, when you do that one thing for yourself, you can trust in yourself to start mm. to take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. And that extends then from your circle into other people. So you start to recognize good and I hate to use word good and bad, but good and bad treatment. Or you know. what works or what doesn't work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And see, I love the idea of starting with yourself because so many people who feel betrayed don't even know where to go. But you're the most important component mm -hmm. in your whole life. We train people how to teach. Uh, are we? What do we? What do we do? Oh yeah, we show people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have our own backs, how do we mm -hmm. expect anyone else to? Absolutely. And people learn. Like you said, they learn what is acceptable. And some people, that's not a danger because they're not going to take advantage of you or hurt you purposely. Um, but some people are not as nice and will take advantage. And so we start with that self-care. That self-care extends into how you think about yourself. So instead of like, I'm a crappy person and I can't do anything and all I have is pain and what's the point because I'll never have enough energy. No, change the self-talk. Even mm -hmm. if, it's, you know, just like a part of that sentence, instead of like, I'm a crappy person, just be like, I'm a person. I, I'm a person. <laughs> Woo. Yay me. And we all come in different shapes and sizes and versions with all kinds of different abilities and strengths and vulnerabilities. Amen. Sister. Right. Yeah. So we've got about four minutes before we wrap up. So I've got two questions left for you. Bring them on. All right. Uh, we were going to talk about humor today. I was going to tell you that we were going to talk about humor because it was on the list, but <laughs> I we think didn't get there. we didn't get there, but I think we're going to have you back because we, it's like every time you and I start talking, it could be like eight hours later and we okay. still have, you know, more to go. I know. There's always more. Isn't that great? Have people in your life, there's always more. There yeah, will be more. There will be more. There will be a sequel and a prequel and a, I don't know what Ooh, comes out. And a part three. There Every you time. go. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So what is the one thing people don't know about you? The one thing that people don't know about me. Uh, they don't know that I love sci-fi television shows really like a lot and I honestly <laughs> believe that some of the stuff that we see might actually be true I'm not saying it's true but I'm just curious about it like well maybe there are aliens maybe there are people with these abilities maybe yes just, why not though because exactly. isn't it just the same as if somebody can draw or, 
you know, somebody's an amazing architect or what, why can't somebody be a psychic? Like, why are we so closed off to those things? And then uh, my dad told me once when I was a little girl and I asked him, but daddy, do you believe in aliens? And he said, it would be totally arrogant of me to believe that we were the only beings out there. True that. True yeah. That. Right. Right. Well, like, and I've taught kids how to, how to work with their psychic abilities. And I'm like explaining to their blue collar parents, look, it's just like they have a vast, they have a bigger antenna. They have a way to interpret information. It's like they can speak Spanish, you know, yeah. they're just happen to be really good at reading people's energy or feeling people's feelings or whatever the thing is. And personally, I believe we all have psychic and intuitive gifts. I think we do too. I think we, we run from them. We fear them. And that might be another topic for another day. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, a lot of people who have felt broken or broken open through disease, illness, accidents, they end up so tapped in, but without anybody training them or helping them understand what they're picking up, they think they might be a little crazy. Um, Yeah. And even when I was in the doctor's offices, they're like, do you hear voices? I'm like, yes, but I've always heard voices. And and they're like delusional. And I was like, no, actually I'm intuitive. (laughs) Um, And I know the voices and they're not telling me to hurt anyone or myself. So, you know, we're good here. Um, Yeah. But the difference. Exactly. The difference between the serial killer and Teresa Byrne within. (laughs) I just wanted to. (laughs) There is a big difference. There's a huge difference. Um, what is the best way that people can get in touch with you? And before you answer that question, very quickly, let people know, even not very quickly, but just let people know what is, how can you help them? How can you help our community? I am on this planet in this life to really help and teach people to access their power. So it's, it's not their power over others, but it's their in power and it's their power as it relates to their lives. It relates to everyone in their life. It relates to the things in their life. It's how do they keep their own power? And I call it in power. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really here to help guide people in that direction. I teach boundary classes. I teach self-defense. I teach people how to stand up for themselves. I teach people how to take care of themselves in a whole new way, be their own bodyguard, be their own best friend. Uh, Cause I believe I that's kind of why we're here. It is why we're here. Absolutely. And what's the best way people can get in, in touch with you? Uh, I have a website, like who doesn't, but uh, it is TeresaBurn.com. And that's T-H-E-R-E-S-A-B-Y-R-N-E.com. Fantastic. It has been such a trip having you on. It's just always such a trip talking to you. And I am mm-hmm. so grateful that you shared so much of yourself today. I would love to have you come back and explore even further, especially talking about um, the healing powers of humor, maybe next Ugh, time. Right? Yeah. Oh my God. Lighthearted? Yes. Bring that on. We can all use a little light in the heart, lightness <laughs> in the heart. Yeah, baby. Yes. We will bring that back to the No Shame Show. No Shame Show. Yes. So thank you so much for being on and we'll have you back again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Hillary, for what you're doing in the world. Bless you. 
who I tell you, every time I talk to Teresa, it feels like we could just go on and on. We only scratch the surface. We talked about mindfulness. We talked about being gentle with ourselves, laughing at situations. There was a lot of humor in this episode. And I hope that you found some real value that you can apply to your life to improve it. And I hope that you'll listen again. Did you like what you heard? Please subscribe and leave reviews for Sick Biz Buzz wherever podcasts are available. And also check out our website, sickbiz.com. We've got over 20 guest bloggers in the form of chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and life and business coaches who are here providing content just for you. If you need additional help and to get in touch with someone on the Sick Biz team, please send us an email to sickbizco at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.